Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. Back in August of this year, uh, Harvard Medical School uh, published an article uh, reviewing research in the area of how gratitude affects people. And uh, here's what they said. It's just a summary paragraph. It's gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. And we might say, well, yeah, if you got things that make you happy, it's what? It's easy to be grateful, but that's not what their studies were showing. They were showing a different kind of correlation, and that's that when people made choices with respect to being grateful and giving thanks for things that had a positive impact on the rest of their lives. You know, we have so many things to be thankful for, don't we? Uh, You know, when just things related to life in this world, and you know, we're sending these uh, packages out around the world and mostly to uh, children in what we'd call underprivileged countries, right? And where maybe having food to eat is an issue, okay? Um, If you make the average income in Massachusetts, just whatever the average income is, do you know that you are wealthier than 98% of the world? And even if you are at the poverty level in Massachusetts, you are wealthier than 84% of the world. Um, I think we just take those things for granted, don't we? You know, when we're tight financially, we think, oh my, well, yeah, oh my, compared to the rest of the world. That doesn't, that doesn't do away with our struggles. But do you understand what I'm saying, right? Um, children, you see the pictures, but children under five years old who are suffering physically because of hunger. Uh, in the United States, 1.3% of children are underweight due to insufficient food. And that bothers me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, I've got some things that Lord Stir and I want to probably will talk to you about something. We, we need to try to figure out how to do something about it. Because even one child who doesn't have enough food to eat is a problem, right? When we, the Christians, have enough. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, even though that's a problem, 1.3%, in the world, 20% of children are underweight due to insufficient food. It means one out of five kids you know, any given day aren't getting enough food to eat. And then another 3.5% are severely underweight. And grand total, 32% are stunted. That's what they call it. Their growth has been stunted because they don't have enough food to eat. And we don't even... I mean, we have much to be thankful for, don't we? In our nation, where we live, what we're experiencing. And even with the problems we have in our healthcare system, and I hear it from you off and on, we are so much better off than much of the world. At least 50% of the world's population doesn't have even the most basic healthcare. We are greatly, greatly blessed. We have much to be thankful for. And that's just a few physical 
kinds of facts. So you think about our spiritual lives, we are loved by a God who always acts in our best interests. He always does. Our sins will not be held against us with respect to a relationship with God in eternity. Right? We will go to heaven instead of hell if we've received Christ as Savior. What a blessing that is. We have the Word of God and we have the Holy Spirit to help us understand it and to lead us in life. We have God's people around us. We can pray and expect it to make a difference. And we are never alone because the Lord promised what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. God's wisdom is available to us in his word. And no matter what we have experienced in life, no matter what you've experienced, you can live a meaningful life, a purposeful life. And all of that because of the Lord. And so, so many things we have to be thankful for. But when we come to the word of God and discover that being thankful, what we discover is that being thankful and giving thanks is a lot bigger concept than just a list of things we like. More than just a list of things that we're happy about. So let's take our Bibles and turn to Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. That's page 1359 in the Bible that's under the chairs there. And we encourage you to, to follow along with that if you don't have your own Bible with you. Just going to look at one verse today. The Apostle Paul, uh, at the end of chapter 5 here at Thessalonians, he's, he's commended them for how they have followed the Lord. He has uh, answered some questions that they have, and then he ends up with this list of about, I think, 17 things, something like that, that are really important. He wants to remember as he leaves them. And then we get to verse 18. This is the only verse that we want to look at from the Word here today, as far as opening to. He says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Well, now you might say the, the idea of the will of God, it's all these things that are on the list. And, and there's some truth to that because if God has told us something in his word that he wants us to do, you know, then it's his will for our lives, isn't it? We know that. And yet occasionally, the Lord in the Word points out very specifically something, that this is God's will for you. And we might say, wait for the whole list. No, because it's kind of in the middle of this, and it's only attached to this one thing. And so he's emphasizing this one thing. In, what's the next word? Everything. In everything, give thanks. Give thanks comes from a, a word that means to acknowledge God's good graces. In other words, this is God's goodness shown to us in some way. And so we're acknowledging that when we're giving thanks. In everything, give thanks for this. Man, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, it's a strong statement. And so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and go forward, Barry, if you would. There you go. And so we see here from Scripture, here and other Scriptures, but that our lives should be marked by an inner, consistent gratitude to God that we regularly express outwardly, that we give thanks. This is God's will for you. And that's the first thing I want you to see here. This is God's will for you. It is indeed God's will. Um, and God's will is a big deal. You know, people, anybody in here ever struggle and wonder, what's God's will for me, you know? 
right? You know, different times, different places. And once again, we know that anything he's told us to do in the scripture is God's will for us. And anything he's told us not to do, that is also God's will for us. But here he's emphasizing this very specifically. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Here you go. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So there's things we need to do to know God's will, and it's important that we know it. And what did Paul just tell us here in chapter 5 and verse 18? This is God's will for you, that you give thanks and everything. And I want you to know that, I don't know, you might think, okay, give thanks, that's like the big will of God reveal. <laughs> but let me show you, sometimes we don't see things naturally the way God says that they are. This is right up there with some other things. This is right up there with... Um, some verses that talk about the will of God being saying no to sin and, and doing good. Let's look at a couple of those verses. Just earlier in this letter, Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Okay, the will of God, sanctification. This is this growth process, right, where we become more and more like the Lord in, in our, our approach to life and, and how we think and how we live. So that's the will of God and that you should abstain from sexual immorality. We would say that's a big deal, isn't it? Big deal. Okay, and then Peter wrote this idea that uh, um, he says, for this is the will of God, doing good. Well, duh, right, Christians? It's God's will for us to do good. These are big things, you know, avoiding sin, doing good and doing right, and then right up there apparently with it, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. So how important is it to give thanks? It's very important. Well, how are we going to do it? Well, it begins in your heart and flows out from there. Go ahead and move to that if you would, Barry. It begins in your heart and it flows out from there. Uh, Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 6 when he says, doing the will of God from the heart. God is not looking for external, right? Just on the outside, inside, you know. Boy, I sure am thankful for... Right? That's not what it's about. It's about from the heart, giving thanks. And so what we find out through all, throughout the whole Bible is that there is this heart and action, heart and life connection, okay? Proverbs chapter uh, four, no, in verse 23 says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it come all the issues of life. So this is heart and, uh, um, heart and action connection. And it, and, it, and it runs in two directions. One sense, Jesus tells us that what's in our heart eventually shows up out in our lives. And that's why if, we, if, if our heart isn't really in something and we think we're trying to do it, no, eventually what's really in our hearts is gonna show up. But the idea is we're saying, okay, Lord, I want to be a grateful person in my heart. 
That's where I want it to be so that it can work its way out, all right? Well, then we have this action connection because not only does, will that start to show up, but the idea is we can then do things that will either reinforce what's going on in our hearts or resist it. Okay, we have choices to make. And so what we want to do is, you know, it's in our heart, and then we want to reinforce what's in our hearts, this idea of being grateful by expressing in some ways. Now, the um, same uh, article, like I said, overseeing the research uh, on gratitude, uh, lists some practical things that you can do that will help with this, that will reinforce this idea of thankfulness in your heart. And the first one is simple, write a thank you note, right? Think about somebody that's done something for you, something that you appreciate, something that's been of value to you. They, they did a study where um, to people who were struggling with feeling depressed and they had them think, they said, think of someone in your life who has done something for you that was good and positive, made a difference that probably has not been properly thanked for that. And why don't you write a letter to that person and tell them that? And the results were marked very markedly good in those people's lives. It changed their perspective on what was going on, how they saw life, okay? So simple things like thank you note. Thanking someone mentally is another thing. And it's, you know, thinking mentally, what does that do? Well, there may be someone that you can't actually even connect with. It could be someone's already passed away in your life or someone who's moved away and you don't know. But even thinking, okay, wait a minute, you know? Wow, that person, you know, I'm so thankful. For that it changes your perspective reinforces this thankfulness in your heart then keep a gratitude journal you know keep a list of things in your life because you'd be surprised I mean do you ever find yourself going through life with this attitude everything's going wrong nothing was right you know he didn't hit the lights right and spilled my coffee in my lap and on and on it goes goes right well something maybe if that's you you need to stop and say wait a minute I need to look every day and see what happened. You know, man, I am so thankful that I didn't get killed on the way to work because there are nuts driving out there, right? I mean, that sounds so silly, but you know what I'm saying? You start to think of your life in that direction. Count your blessings. Man, we used to sing a hymn, an old hymn that count your, um, when upon life's billows you are tempest tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, you know. Um, I forgot the rest of the words there. But the course is count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. And that, what I was saying there is key that see what who has done? God has done, okay? Because that's important. What's interesting is that this Harvard uh, studies in this article also said that prayer and meditation helps people to be thankful and grateful. Now, I doubt that they're taking a position from bi of biblical Christianity when they say this. But I would say to you that it is important for you and I that we understand that the blessings that we have, every good and perfect gift, as James says, comes down from the Father. And it's a blessing from him, whether it's something he has done directly or it's how he set it up, okay? Counter and pray, meditate. The, uh, um, David in Psalm 1 says blessed is, and when we usually find the word blessed, what's the synonym that we use? Happy. 
Happy, thank you. you guys, remember you heard that before? Happy is the person. Blessed is the person. And he lists these things and, and he, he some brings it down. He says, this person is the kind of person who meditates on God's word all the time. And they experience the blessings and they're happy. And so when we, once again, go to God's word and look to it, we find many, many reasons to be thankful. All right, uh, third thing here is it changes the way you think and act. As you become Grateful, it changes the way you think and act. Um, and it has to change because this doesn't come natural to us. Let's look at the verse again. And it's those first two words that are problematic. I mean, if the verse just said, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, we go, okay. Well, what's it say? In everything? In everything give thanks? Yeah, how in the world can we do this? Once again, it's, it's, we have to change the way we think, which will certainly then change the way we act. But what we, we do is we can change the way we think. We can start to see everything as something to give thanks for because what do we know about God? He is a good God. He's faithful. He loves us. He, if, if he has allowed something into my life, he can take it and use it for good, and he will. You know, especially if I cooperate with him, right? He'll take those things. He will not waste those harms, those difficulties. And we know this about him. So when something happens that we would view as negative, we don't like it, it's uncomfortable, we can't even see how good could come out of it, we know that God is sovereign over it. Right? He has allowed it. And if he has allowed it, he can and will turn it to good in our lives, all right? The fourth thing that we want to understand is that it eventually becomes your disposition. When you approach life this way, it becomes your disposition. And disposition means the usual attitude or mood of a person, a tendency to act or think in a particular way, okay? And so uh, really what's going on here is we're becoming more like Jesus. Verse 18 again, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God, where? In Christ, in Christ Jesus for you. You see, we become more like the Lord when we become grateful. Eleven different times in the Gospels, it is referenced that Jesus was giving thanks. He was giving thanks for something. And a number of other times when he talked about being grateful and a need to be grateful. And so this is one of the ways we grow to be like the Lord. And the more we become like him, the more our disposition changes. And, and, and you know what happens is not only are you becoming grateful to God and thankful to him, but I find that people who are grateful to God all of a sudden are grateful for people around them, right? Who would you like to be around more? A very grateful person or a person who is only self-focused on all of their problems, right? The grateful person. Doesn't mean the grateful person doesn't have problems. They just aren't focused on that. And then finally, number five, it is impossible to do this without depending on Jesus because this is a spiritual thing. This isn't just a positive mindset thinking thing. This is a spiritual thing. And so it starts with a relationship with Christ, right? You can't truly have this kind of gratitude in everything unless you know Jesus is Savior. 
And we talk about that every week. You know, it's acknowledging that your, your sins, just like all of us, have separated us from God and that, that God loved us and sent his son to die and pay the penalty for our sins and rose again from the dead. And the scriptures tell us that if we will acknowledge that that is where we are at spiritually, right? We're separated from God because of our sins. We believe that Jesus died for us and rose again. We can say to God, oh God, I, I receive Jesus as my savior. I need a savior and I receive Jesus as my savior. I put my faith in him to, give, you know, to forgive all of my sins. And the Bible says the moment we do that, when from a sincere heart, the moment we do that, that every sin is forgiven forever. And that we have eternal life. Heaven is now our destiny. And then uh, God himself moves in, into our lives, and begins working on us from the inside out. And one of the things he does is he's working to turn us into grateful people, grateful people. So this is not a self-help technique. It's a surrender to the Lord, grow to be like the Lord, and then you have something to share with others about the Lord, approach to life. And so let's give thanks. Thanks.